What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. On today's show, we are going full win totals from our friends at Bet Online. We're going to look at every SEC team ahead of the 2022 football season, and we'll run through their betting win totals. We'll take a look at the schedules, and we'll kind of make a preliminary uh, guess at win totals over, under, or, you know, is it right on the money? We'll run through all of those preliminarily because we don't really know what the full rosters are going to look like. Have a pretty good idea. We still have some quarterback battles to figure out, but Locked On SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Lockdown SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Lockdown SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. All right, I figured we'll jump right into it and run through each and every team. We're going to go alphabetical. Uh, Could have went win totals from last year or whatever, but easiest just to go alphabetically. So if you're looking for Vanderbilt, they're going to be at the end of this podcast. So we're going to start alphabetically. And we will start first win totals from our friends at Bet Online. We'll start with Alabama. And they have got Alabama, the Crimson Tide, at 10 and a half wins this season. Now, keep in mind, last year, Alabama opened at 11 and a half wins going into last year. So they knocked them down a notch. Just looking at the schedule preliminarily, I think they win against Utah State Week 1, the Week 2 game at Texas. I'm one of the few people who's saying, watch out, Alabama. Steve Sarkeesian has retooled that team this offseason. Quinn Ewers, I think, is an elite-level talent. we got to see it first. But I think Texas could find their way into keeping that one a close game. Now, for Alabama's benefit, it's going to be an 11 a.m. Central game. So that helps from a standpoint of if it were a night game in Darrell K. Royal Stadium, probably a little bit different atmosphere. But I think that's advantage Alabama. Of course, Bryce Young coming off of his Heisman campaign. He's got some new wide receivers he still needs to gel with. I think Alabama right now wins that game, but I think it's closer than a lot of people expected. I've seen a lot of people saying, ah, jump on Alabama to blow out the Longhorns. Uh, They'll beat ULM. They'll beat Vanderbilt at Arkansas, an interesting road trip for Alabama. We know Fayetteville can get pretty hostile if they're undefeated at that point in the season. That can be a tough one. Of course, the revenge game, October 8th, that everybody's got circled. The Texas A&M Aggies and Jimbo Fisher coming to Tuscaloosa. You won't be able to get a ticket to that event. That is going to be insane. I think Alabama's definitely got that one circled to pay them back. In Knoxville on October 15th, another one that could be challenging if Hendon Hooker is everything that he is supposed to be this season. Then you get Mississippi State uh, in Bryant-Denny on October 22nd. Get an off week. Go to LSU. It's usually a hostile, tough environment, but LSU in a little bit of transition. I think Alabama wins that one at Ole Miss the next week. Always a tough environment to go into. If Matt Corral was still here, I'd probably take Ole Miss and a chance for an upset there. But uh, they're going through their quarterback battle right now. Austin P. and then they finish with Auburn in the Iron Bowl in Bryant-Denny Stadium. If I'm just going on the surface and I'm looking at what – Alabama's got with Bryce Young and all those weapons. If they can figure out this offensive line, again, they're not going to be as good of a group as recent years at Alabama, but if they can get these guys gelling and going, 
I think the offensive line will be fine. And I think Alabama, if I had to make a bet today, I'm going over the 10 and a half wins. I'll put them down for 11 and see them in the playoff. Next up, we got the Arkansas Razorbacks. And the over-under win total for Arkansas this year is 7.5. Last year, they were 5.5. So Sam Pittman is up this win total each and every year. They open with Cincinnati in uh, Razorback Stadium at uh, on September 3rd. That's going to be an interesting one. But, of course, they're going through a transition. They lose Sauce Gardner. They lose... Desmond Ritter, so going to be a different-looking team, Cincinnati team. I think Arkansas should win that one. Week 2 SEC matchup with Spencer Rattler in South Carolina coming in is going to be a tough one, but that one's already slated as an early kickoff. So Arkansas should win that one. Missouri State. Then uh, the Texas A&M Aggies in their annual game in Arlington, Texas. Always a tough one for Arkansas. But a game that uh, Arkansas can win if K.J. Jefferson uh, lives up to what he is supposed to be. You get Alabama in Fayetteville on October 1st. Again, there's a chance Arkansas could be in that game. Then you are on the road at Mississippi State the next week. A weird road trip out to BYU in mid-October on October 15th. Then you get your bye week. Then you're at Auburn, Jordan-Hare Stadium. Tough place to play. Then you're at home. For a tough non-conference game against the Liberty Flames, Hugh Freeze has done a good job there. He loses Malik Willis, but uh, still got some good pieces on that offense. And then you get LSU in Fayetteville, Ole Miss in Fayetteville, and you close things out on the road at Mizzou. And I think Arkansas should win that one. So if we're going looking at 7.5, I would lean over right now with Arkansas and go with 8 wins. Next up, we got Auburn. They open with Mercer. They'll win that one. Then they get San Jose State. They'll win that one. Then they get the revenge game with Penn State coming to Jordan-Hare. CBS game in week three at 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern. Going to be a nice revenge spot for Auburn to, uh, or an opportunity for them to avenge last season's loss up at Penn State. Then they get Mizzou coming in in week four. Then week five, they get LSU coming in. Then they're finally on the road, first road game of the season at Georgia on October 8th. And back-to-back weeks, they go on the road. They'll be at Ole Miss the next week. I think those are both dangerous spots for Auburn. They get their bye week. They come home for Arkansas, another tough opponent. Then they're on the road to Davis-Wade Stadium, playing Mississippi State, back home to host the Texas A&M Aggies. And they finish things out with Western Kentucky at home before they go at Alabama. The over-under win total for Auburn has changed to six, according to our friends at Bet Online. They opened at five and a half. So, Brian Harson, you've earned a little trust from the betters, gone up half of a win. Now, last season, Auburn opened at seven. So, they've knocked them down a notch this year. Lower expectations. Six wins. If I was betting on Auburn right now, I would say that's right on the money. I would put them at six wins. I think they can find a seventh somewhere in there. So, if I had to make a bet, I would go the over there. And the last team we'll preview this segment, the Florida Gators. Over-under win total, six and a half wins in year one for Billy Napier. They open with Utah. That's a sneaky, tough, uh, non-conference opponent to start the season off, but it is in Gainesville. Then they host Kentucky in week two. Kentucky has given uh, Florida a good bit of fits in recent years, so that is going to be a tough one in week two. 
Then they get USF in week three. Then they go on the road at Tennessee. That's a big, big early test for Napier's crew on the road in Knoxville week four. They come home for Eastern Washington. Then they get Mizzou. Then they get LSU on October 15th. So three straight games at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Then they get their bye week. Then they get a really tough patch of Georgia and Jacksonville. Then at Texas A&M and College Station in November. Then back home for South Carolina at Vandy. And then at Florida State to finish off the season at Doak Campbell Stadium. Man, to get Florida to seven wins is tough. I would I would lean right now and I would say six wins. So I would go under the six and a half. I just think it's a, it's a tough schedule with the road trip at Texas A&M, the road trip at Tennessee, home game against Georgia. I'd, I'd say the South Carolina game could be 50-50 right now depending on what Spencer Radler is. I think LSU could be a tough one. So I would play it safe with Florida and go under the six and a half. We'll get back into the over-unders in just a second, but need to remind you about our friends over at BetOnline. Of course, BetOnline.net will give you all the over-under odds that they have come up out with ahead of this college football season. They're your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL uh, playoffs and Major League Baseball, Bet Online, your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your podcasts, scores, and news throughout the year. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. They got MMA, boxing, golf, everything up there. Head to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device. Learn about all the trends in action in BetOnline. It is where the game starts. Continuing on with our win totals from our friends at BetOnline as we look ahead to the 2022 SEC football season. And next up... This segment, we will go to the reigning national champs, the Georgia Bulldogs. And BetOnline's got them at 10.5 wins. 10.5. Just like Alabama, they've got them as a championship contender once again. They open with Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks week one in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. I think this is going to be a tough game for Georgia. I think the defense gets a nice early test to show what they can do. But I think Georgia should win that one with it being in Atlanta. If they were going out to the West Coast, might be a little bit different. And they come home to Sanford to play Sanford, <laughs> Sanford Stadium. Uh, then they will go on the road at South Carolina. Then they come home for Kent State. Then they're at Mizzou, home for Auburn, home for Vandy, bye week. Then, of course, the tussle with Florida down in Jacksonville. They get Tennessee November 5th in Athens. And then you're at Mississippi State, at Kentucky, at home for Georgia Tech. I think with Stetson Bennett and this offense, I think they're going to be better than last year. I think they're going to score more points, more dynamic with Eric Gilbert um, as an added pass catcher with Brock Bowers and company, the talented tight end room, the talented wide receiver room, the talented backfield. I think Georgia this year is a little bit different. Not as dominant defense as they were a year ago, but a better offense, scoring more points. I would lean Georgia over the 10.5 right now. I would go 11 wins. Right, look, if you want to go the under, I would certainly hear you out. There's some tough games on this schedule. But when we talk about road games, and you get South Carolina, Missouri, Mississippi State, and Kentucky, not the toughest 
road environments to go into. So I think Georgia caught a break this year with some of these road games. And, uh, again, I would just say the safe bet would be Georgia at 11 wins, so take them over the 10.5. Next up we have Kentucky. They open the season with Miami of Ohio week one. Week two, a tough, tough test at week two, going to Florida already, right out of the gates, going to Gainesville. Then they're home for Youngstown. They're home for NIU. Then a rare road trip to Oxford playing at Ole Miss. They're home for South Carolina in Lexington. They're home for Mississippi State. Then their bye week. And a tough two-game stretch on the road at Tennessee October 29th at Mizzou. And they're home for Vandy, home for Georgia, home for Louisville. So you get the last three at home, but you do get the Georgia Bulldogs and Louisville Cardinals in that mix. Better lines got Kentucky at seven, seven and a half wins. I would say eight seems pretty safe. With just what Mark Stoops has done there, Will Levis is getting a lot of preseason hype and love. A lot of people like him as an NFL prospect. I think Kentucky gets to at least eight wins, so give me them over the seven and a half. Last season, by the way, they were six and a half. Next up, Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. Better lines got their win total at six and a half wins. Six and a half. So let's see if we can find six wins or seven wins for LSU if we're going over under. They open with Florida State in the Superdome in New Orleans. That is going to be, that's basically a 50-50 game right now. I got to see what Florida State looks like. I think LSU's defense is really good up front. I have faith if Miles Brennan is the guy at quarterback. We're going to put up some points, but I got that one at 50-50 right now. Then they get Southern. They get Mississippi State in week three. They owe Mike Leach a little revenge from a couple years ago when they lost to him in Tiger Stadium. And they get New Mexico in their first road test at Auburn. Never easy to go there. They get Tennessee at home in Baton Rouge. I'll be curious to see if that ends up being a night game or if it ends up being the CBS afternoon game. Then they're on the road to the Swamp, home for Ole Miss, then the bye week, home for Bama at Arkansas, home for UAB, and then at A&M in College Station. There are some tough, tough games in that schedule for LSU, particularly the road games at Auburn, at Florida, at Arkansas, and at Texas A&M. And then you get home games against Ole Miss and Bama. Man, if I had to, if I had to pick right now, I would take LSU with the seven wins, but I'd be really nervous about it. So I'd go over the six and a half, but not very confident in it. But give me LSU with the seven wins and the over. Next up, we got Mississippi State. The over-under is six and a half, so just like LSU. See if we can find six wins or seven wins for State. Are we going over or under? They open with Memphis, which was an interesting game a year ago. We know what the, uh, you know, was the knee down and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but they get Memphis in Starkville to open the season. Then they're out on the road playing at Arizona Week to a late game, 10 p.m. Central kickoff. So late, late night Pac-12 game in Week 2. Then they are at LSU, home for Bowling Green, home for A&M, home for Arkansas. Then they're at Kentucky, at Bama, bye week, home for Auburn, home for Georgia, home for ETSU, and then for the Egg Bowl, they're at Ole Miss this year. Brutal schedule for Michael Leach and company, just when you talk about, you know, a rare road trip out to Arizona, road trip at LSU, at Kentucky, at Bama, 
George at home. It's uh, it's a tough schedule. If I had to handicap it right now, I would lean Mississippi State at six wins. Keep in mind, a year ago they opened at five and a half. They did surpass that. But I'd go six wins. So I'd go under the six and a half for Mississippi State. And we'll do one more this segment. Let's get Mizzou in here. The over-under is five and a half for Eli Drinkwitz and company. Mizzou opens with Louisiana Tech. That's that Thursday night game. So Thursday night, September 1st. We'll get a little preview of, of Mizzou on ESPNU against Louisiana Tech. And they're on the road week two at Kansas State. That's a rare one. Head up to Manhattan, Kansas for an early 11 a.m. Central game in week two. Then they get Abilene Christian at home at Auburn, home for Georgia at Florida. Is there a tougher three-game stretch than that? Going to Jordan-Hare, home for Georgia, head to Ben Hill Griffin for, for Florida. That's a tough three-game stretch for, for Mizzou. And they get their bye week, home for Vandy. And they're at South Carolina, home for Kentucky, at Tennessee. Another brutal three-game stretch for Mizzou. Home for New Mexico, and then home for Arkansas to finish off the season. I think Mizzou gets the six wins. That's a tough, tough schedule. But I think they beat Tech. I think they beat Abilene. I think they beat New Mexico State. So that's three wins right there. I only need to find three more. I think Vandy, Vandy they beat in conference. At Kansas State is a toss-up. And then I only need them to win one of, you know, at South Carolina, Kentucky, Arkansas, at Auburn. Win one of those, and I can get to six wins. So give me Mizzou over the five and a half. We'll hit on more of your 2022 uh, over-under totals from BetOnline in just a second. But this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. They are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices reliably low for every customer. They got everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. You can find the solution for all your auto parts needs. Just go to rockauto.com. You can do it right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure you're right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box that they know that we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Continue on here on Locked On SEC. And, man, we've, we are rolling along here with our win totals, expected win totals for next season. And we jump right back into it. As we get to the Ole Miss Rebels, BetOnline's got them at 7.5. They opened at 7.5 last year. They did exceed that. Got to the Sugar Bowl, but Matt Corral is gone. Is it Luke Altmaier? Is it Jackson Dart? They've got a quarterback battle on their hands. 7.5. So can we find eight wins for Ole Miss this year? They open with Troy. Then they get Central Arkansas. Then they're at Georgia Tech Week 3. That's an interesting one. That's already an ABC afternoon game in Atlanta. Then they get Tulsa. It's always a scrappy little bunch. But just looking at that, Ole Miss should be 4-0 to start the year. Then they get Kentucky to open SEC play in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium on October 1st. Going to be a tough one. Then they're at Vandy. Very winnable for Ole Miss. So look, even if you lose to Kentucky, Ole Miss is already at 5-1. So we're looking for three more wins on the schedule. Let's see if we can get it. You get Auburn. On October 15th, at home. And you're at LSU, 
at Texas A&M, and your bye week, home for Bama, at Arkansas, and home for Mississippi State. Notice how that schedule got much, much brutal when all we were looking for was three wins. <laughs> that's, that's tough. Man. I would say seven is a, is a good play for Ole Miss right now, so give me the under seven and a half. I just think the schedule is tough when you're working in all these new pieces, new running backs, new receivers, new um, – you know, new pieces on that defense, new quarterback. I think Ole Miss can be a good team, and I think they can pull an upset in one of these games, but I think seven is a safe play. Give me Ole Miss under the seven and a half. Next up, a team I'm bullish on. I really like Spencer Rattler. I really think he has a chance to be good this year at South Carolina, but let's run through their schedule. BetOnline's got them at six and a half, so let's see if they're over or under. They open with Georgia State. Should win that one. Quick road trip out to Arkansas in week two. Tough early test for Rattler and company. Then they've come home for Georgia. You could certainly see a, a scenario where Shane Beamer and company are starting one and two. Then you get Charlotte. She'll win that one. Then you get South Carolina State. She'll win that one. Then you're on the road to Kroger Field playing at Kentucky before your bye week. Then you come home after the bye week. And you host Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M Aggies. Tough game there. Then you're home for Mizzou at Vandy. Two winnable games there. Then you're at Florida. Tough environment, but a game that is not out of the realm of possibility. And you're home for Tennessee and then at Clemson. So can we get to seven wins there for South Carolina? Again, if, if you believe in Shane Beamer and you believe in all these pieces that he's brought in, Spencer Rattler, I think you can get to seven wins. But my initial inclination, at least what I've seen, saw them from them in the spring, and you know, Spencer Rattler looked okay in the spring game. Six wins is probably the safer play right now. Again, they can um, they can get better. They can find a way to win one of these games in a t- tough, hostile environment, and they can get to seven wins, certainly. But right now, if I was betting, I would go under the 6.5 for South Carolina. I don't like it. I like South Carolina. I think they're better than that, but that's where I have them right now. Next up, the Tennessee Volunteers. Everybody high on Josh Heupel going into year two. Everybody high on Hendon Hooker. A lot of people think he should be in the Heisman running. So let's break it down. Battle line's got Tennessee at 7.5 wins. They open with Ball State. She'll win that one. Week two, an interesting one, that return trip for Pitt. Remember, they played Pitt at home last year. Now you go play go play Pitt week two at Heinz Field. The good news is Kenny Pickett's gone. So a new quarterback there in Keaton Slovis coming over from USC. You need to win that one if you're Tennessee. And you come home for Akron, and then you get Florida in Knoxville week four. Need to win that one. There's a chance, of, you know, it's not crazy to say, you could have Tennessee at 4-0 right there. Then they go to Baton Rouge. I mentioned earlier, is that a night game? Tough environment for Hendon Hooker and company, or do they get the luck of the draw of it being an afternoon game on CBS? Certainly a possibility. And they're home for Bama. They get UT Martin at home. They get Kentucky at home. Remember that shootout game last year in Lexington that Tennessee pulled out. Then they're at Georgia on November 5th. And then their last three games, very winnable. They get Mizzou at home. They're at South Carolina and at Vandy. I know you don't like finishing with two road games to finish the year, 
but two winnable games if Tennessee is the real deal. Seven and a half, though. Can they? Is that eight wins? Do you see eight wins on the schedule? Remember, I said there's a scenario where Tennessee is 4-0 into their bye week after the first four weeks. So can we find four more wins in there? We know UT Martin is one. Pretty sure at Vandy is one. And I think they can definitely win one of the Missouri or at South Carolina. So do they win in Baton Rouge? Do they win at home against Kentucky? I'll take the Tennessee over seven and a half. I think they get to eight wins. If Hendon Hooker stays healthy and they're everything they're supposed to be, give me a Tennessee over the seven and a half. Uh, last year they did open at six, so expectations are raised for Hypo this season. Next up we got a guy has been talking a lot this offseason, Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M Aggies. They're at eight and a half wins. Keep in mind, they opened at nine and a half a year ago. So Texas A&M, find a way to get them to nine wins I, I don't see – it doesn't seem like it's going to be that hard, but let's run through the schedule. They open with Sam Houston. That should be a win. They get App State in week two. App State's a much improved team, but that should be a win. Week three, really interesting one. They get the Miami Hurricanes and their revamped-looking team. I think there's still a little bit of rebuild there in Miami. It's supposed to be an 8 p.m. Central game week three on ESPN against Miami. So it'll be a late night at Kyle Field that night. But Texas A&M, if they're everything they're supposed to be, they get the quarterback thing figured out, probably going to be Haynes King over Max Johnson. I'd put them at 3-0 before they go play Arkansas and Arlington. That's a rivalry that A&M has owned, basically, since they've come to the SEC. So a really good chance that A&M is 4-0. They go to Mississippi State, a team that's given them problems at times, but... Maybe they can win that one. At Alabama, I just feel like A&M's got no shot to win that one this year. The revenge game. Saban is going to have those guys fired up to pay back Jimbo um, for the offseason comments or, you know, just the, the toil between them this offseason. I just feel like that's a game that A&M's, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe A&M's defense and these five-star recruits all hit the ground running and, you know, maybe they, uh, maybe that defense is on fire. We'll see. Then they get their bye week, then they're at South Carolina, home for Ole Miss, home for Florida, at Auburn, home for UMass, home for LSU. I think, I think A&M's got nine wins there. It's not going to be easy. There are some definitely some 50-50 games on that schedule, but, man, you bring in the number one recruiting class, you throw those four- and five-star recruits out there as freshmen, and you say, just go get after it. You rotate them in with your veterans you got on the, on the roster. I think A&M gets the nine wins. Give me the over eight and a half. And then lastly, Vandy, two and a half is what we're looking at, the over under at Online. Can we find three wins for Vandy? They open Saturday, August 27th, before anybody else does. They're at Hawaii. Late night game, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern on the CBS Sports Network. Not going to be easy. September 3rd, they get Elon coming in. Vandy better beat Elon in week two. That's I'm putting that down as a win. Their other two non-conference games are not easy. Week three, they get Wake Forest in Nashville. Week four, they're at uh, Northern Illinois. Both those are, are pretty good teams that are not going to be easy to beat. You know, normally you would look at the non-conference and go, okay, there's Vandy's two or three wins right there. Not easy with Wake and NIU. Week five, they're at Bama. We're going to go ahead and just pencil a loss in there. Uh, then they get their bye week. Then they're home for Ole Miss. 
at Georgia, at Mizzou. And they get their bye week. Home for South Carolina, at Kentucky. Home for Florida, home for Tennessee. I would play the odds and say, whether it's Ken Seals or Mike Wright, whoever's playing quarterback, that they imp- there's some improvement on the offense. You know Clark Lee's putting a lot of his focus on the defense, trying to make them better, trying to make them hard-nosed. If I had to put money on it, I'm going Vandy over the two and a half. Vandy, find me three wins this year. And, and most likely, it's going to have to happen in those first four weeks with the non-conference games. But find me three wins, Vandy. I'm going the over two and a half for Vanderbilt. That might be the most fun bet of the year. Look, Clark Lee, really nice guy. Seems easy to root for. We had Ken Seals on the show a few weeks back. Easy kid to root for. But, man, it's just Vanderbilt is up against it playing in the SEC. Too many big dogs out there. And uh, hard to find wins. Hard to find wins. So there you have it. Bet online. They've got all the betting odds and over-unders for you up at betonline.net. So go check them out. Appreciate them for putting out those win totals. Appreciate our friends at FBS Schedules putting out all those uh, schedules for uh, this upcoming season. Of course, as the season gets closer, we'll run back through these and we'll actually go on the record and make predictions for the schedule. But it's fun to run through them kind of blindly and look and see what all the different teams have Uh, challenge-wise heading into next season. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Again, my thanks to uh, you guys for sticking with us and watching and subscribing. Remember, you can find us on YouTube. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now you can go make your second listen. Check out some of the other great SEC podcasts we have on the Locked on Podcast Network. We got Locked on Razorbacks. We got Locked on Georgia. We got Locked on Ole Miss. We got just about every school that you could want covered. We have it for you. So go check it out. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.